Hello, deadly people. Welcome to Rising, Thriving, and Vibing podcast. I'm your host, Keisha Tipwin, a digital creator, entrepreneur, and a deadly auntie. This show is about healing, humor, and deadly vibes. Here to rise, thrive, and vibe together. Dancing it muck. Hello, friends. I'm glad you're back for your weekly dose of deadliness. I'm all set up in my office. I have my water with me. My notebook is right in front of me. And it's also really super hot in my building. Past two days, we've been hitting like plus 40. And it's so hot in my building because there's not like central AC or anything. It's just a building with no AC. So we have to have like our portable ACs here. I'm fortunate enough to have an AC, so it's been helping. But for the recording, I do have to turn it off. So I'm already sweating and I just turned it off. Let's get through this episode. I'm going to be sweating it out, but I'm pretty sure we'll have fun with this episode. So let's get started. What's today's episode about? In this week's episode, and in honor of the 69th episode, I'm going to talk about safe sex, consent, and boundaries coming from auntie. This is for educational and awareness purposes, and this week's Cree theme is short vowels. So stay tuned till the ending segment to find out what Cree word of the week is updates so i'm officially a part of a streaming agency that's like a third party to tiktok and i finally accepted it i'm finally in the group chat and i also have like content information to contact my managers and stuff like that so it's pretty cool it's a learning experience it's only for streaming on tiktok it doesn't really apply anywhere else so whoever's listening i'm still a free agent if, if you're a talent agency yeah. but ever since i became part of the talenter agency my views went up on tiktok live specifically me just streaming playing my game and i was pretty surprised i'm also like grateful for the people that just chill in my stream and watch me game out at one point I was maintaining 40 viewers on TikTok live and I'm not used to that much viewers so that was very overwhelming. Like I had this much people freaking watching me play game and the chat was engaging too. People were commenting. I was kind of like arguing with some people. Also there's trolls out there. There's also haters out there. Just they judge you the way you play. They judge you because you're a female. The ones I've been getting. It's crazy, (laughs) but I'm excited to see what this streaming agency does and what kind of opportunities, what kind of learning opportunities I can get from it. So I'm learning, I'm growing. Let's just see how it goes. My next update is I went to Thunderchild Powwow this past weekend on Saturday and it was so hot outside too. Like my dumbass wore jeans and a shirt but it was a bunch of holes in my jeans and it's like a capri pants so I thought I would have been good but no it was so hot like I was just getting sweaty I was getting greasy I'm like man let's just go sit in the car for a bit so we did and we sat in the car for like a good hour 
and it just like cooled right off i'm like thank gosh because i was just hot now we can go watch some powwow we can go get some food listen to some deadly ass music and i went there with my mom we hung out there all saturday evening and it was like such vibes there was so much people there too and i was just getting anxious and the thing about the child powwow too is there is no cell service there so i couldn't reach out to anyone people couldn't reach out to me it's basically back in the old time days and you gotta go find someone if you want to see them so i was just chilling at the bleachers all evening i really didn't go walk around because i was just so shy and i don't know nervous and being anxious i should have went but i don't know i just like i was just going through all that and right away once i got there i got recognized right away but as auntie shaw and also keisha hill so it's pretty cool i'm kind of glad my gaming name is growing especially in indigenous communities it's just amazing to see that i also met one of my gaming friends also a person that i'm into and I only met him when I was leaving the powwow. It was so unexpected because the day before he told me he wasn't going to the powwow. So I'm like, okay, well, it's fine. I'll see you another time. Then all of a sudden he just like showed up right when I was going to start walking back to my vehicle. I got a Bannock burger and everything. And I'm like, all right, let's head on out. Then all of a sudden I see him. He just, he came up to me and... I was like smiling and I'm like, oh shit, did I just gave him a hug right away? And we just talked for a bit, talked as long as we did because I was leaving. He walked me like kind of all the way to my car and throughout that little mini walk, we just kept the conversation going and we just connected well. I'm like, what the fuck? Hello? We should have met a long time ago, but creator wanted us to meet there then and there and we did. So I was grateful to meet him. He's a good person. Let's see how this goes. That's what I'm going with right now. Let's see how this goes. You were going with the flow. I'm vibing. But yeah, Thunder Chalapala was a good one. All right, let me move on to my next segment, my most asked question. How are you healing? And if you're a first-time listener, what I mean by that is, what are you doing to take care of your mental health? either today or from this past week. For me, I'm healing by going to a powwow instead of staying home. I kind of wanted to stay home this past weekend, but I talked myself through it. And I ended up going to the powwow. I'm kind of glad I like talked myself through it because if I didn't, I probably would have stayed my ass home. But when I went, it was straight healing vibes watching and listening to beautiful singing i guess i needed that and it was just straight healing vibes i'm like oh my gosh it's been a while since i came to a powwow and that was my first powwow of the summer and we're already at july 25th like that's crazy how time just flew on by but by being at thunderchild powwow i feel like i gotta go to more powwows now to go get some healing vibes because if I don't, I'll probably just stay home. And I need to get out. I need to socialize. I need to, you know, get back out there and start shit up again. So I guess that was just like my reality check of doing things again, you know, getting my motivation back. 
Like, I even want to try to start creating my designs for my beadwork and my outfit that I've been procrastinating for the past year. I was supposed to work on it this past winter, but I did not. I worked. I did practice beading, though, but I did not start anything. So I do want to start doing that. Being at that power motivated me to start working on my fit, my beadwork, and all that stuff. But I'm just not as creative as I thought I would be, especially when it comes to designs. But I know something will come to mind soon enough. It will come when I need it and when I'm actually working on it and stuff like that. Or whenever I'm just like minding my own, I'll probably have a design come to mind. So I'm hoping for that. I'm also healing by. This past week, I've been feeling my shit and crying shit out. It's crazy how my emotions just go up and down and how I just feel my shit and whew, I've been feeling it. I get so triggered easily being on stream, especially if I gamed out with someone like that's not the greatest person and is a troll because lately I've been playing squad fills and I've been getting such interesting people. Some are rude, some are mean, some are racist and... Whatever energy they gave, I gave a little bit back to them or just, I reverse psychology it. But that's just how I've been feeling. I cried that shit out. I've been crying it out. I've been feeling my shit. That's how I've been healing this past week. How about you all? Say it to yourself or say it out loud. Alright, let's move on to the questions part. So for this one, it's going to be like a discussion providing information kind of thing. I'm going to share information about safe sex, information I wish I would have known for when I was younger. I'm 27 now and the lack of information and resources is low when it comes to sexual health, safe sex, especially in indigenous communities. I guess the topic could be a little bit uncomfortable to talk about, but I feel like it needs to be talked about. That's how we're going to learn about healthy sexual health, making choices, and the responsibility that comes with it. I want to talk about contraception, in other words, birth control, the importance of checkups, consent and boundaries when getting intimate. And those are like the topics I have so far I'm just going to be providing information about it like the importance of it options and things that should probably be discussed in your relationship or with your partner or partners all right let's get started so the purpose of talking about safe sex is crucial and it's for educational and awareness purposes it's to promote healthy sexual practices and to prevent the spread of sexually transmitted infections and unintended pregnancies. So this is coming from Auntie, y'all. So listen up. <laughs> Alright, let's talk about contraception. This is also known as birth control or family planning. So this refers to different methods and techniques used to prevent pregnancy. So I'm going to tell y'all different types of birth control that you can use, especially between you and your partner. There's different options. And I just want y'all to be informed of your decisions. 
about your sexual and reproductive health because that shit's important, you know? We need to talk about this shit more. All right. So birth control. There's different types. What kind of types are there? There's barrier methods. So these ones are condoms. So condoms prevent sperm from reaching the egg. They also prevent pregnancy and STIs. You can find condoms at your local sexual health center. You can just easily ask for them. They should be free. If you live on reserve, if you just go to your clinic, you can also ask for condoms there. You can find them at the hospital. You can also find them at stores, gas stations, grocery stores, pharmacies. But those ones y'all have to pay for. So there's different kinds of condoms. Y'all just go through and see what fits you. There's also diaphragms. So this one's like a flexible cup that's inserted in the vagina to cover the cervix and block sperm out from the uterus. So the diaphragms is for females and the condoms is for males. There's also the hormonal methods. So there is birth control pills. So these ones you can take daily and always at the same time every single day. There's also the birth control patch. A patch can be worn on the skin that releases hormones similar to those in birth control pills to prevent pregnancy. There's also the shot. So there is like the depot or whatever shot that they give or offer at your clinic. This is like an injection that provides protection against pregnancy for three months. There's also IUDs. They have a copper IUD. It's like a small T-shaped device that's inserted into your uterus that releases copper, which is toxic to the sperm, preventing fertilization. There's also the hormonal IUD. So this one releases progestin. So this one just like thickens the cervical mucus and may prevent ovulation, making it difficult for the sperm to reach the egg. There's also implants, hormonal implants. So these are small flexible rods placed under the skin that releases progestin to prevent pregnancy for several years. I don't even know if I'm saying that word right, but anyways... There's also the emergency contraception. So this is the emergency birth control. If you had unprotected sex or if there was sperm was inserted in you, check out the morning after pill. This is also known as plan B. It's an emergency contraception and it's used for unprotected sex. It's most effective when taken as soon as as soon as possible, like right after you just did the deed, go get that shit. There's also like permanent methods like tying your tubes and also vasectomy. So those are two types of permanent methods. It's up to you if y'all are interested into that. But, you know, I feel like people use that for once they've already planned out their family. My two last one, there's also tracking your cycle and finding the days where you're ovulating and just go from that that's how you plan your intimacy with your partner 
And my other last one is just choosing not to engage in sexual activity. That's where you're most safest and you're protected. No getting knocked up. No nothing. You just don't have sex. Period. But those are the different types of birth controls that you can try. Those are different options. You know, I never realized how much options there were when I was younger. I'm like, man, how are people supposed to have sex and not get pregnant? Like, what? where's the protection, you know? And I was so clueless about this information. But I hope this information that I provided to you all helps a bit or even just sharing about it. You gain a little bit knowledge. I just gained a little bit knowledge to give information about all these contraceptions. What? We both gain knowledge together. But yeah, let's stay educated in sexual health. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about the importance of checkups. So like testing and regular checkups are important aspects of sexual health for people that are sexually active. So why is it important to get checkups? First of all, first of all, I know some people are scared. I know people are probably ashamed to even go get a checkup because you're being sexually active. But I'm telling you, it's very important for your well-being and your reproductive system to keep it going, to keep checking up on it because that's your health, that's who you are and it shouldn't be shamed. It's just a regular thing that you just got to go to, especially if you're active. So why is it important? If you're sexually active, it's important because it's a good STI detection and treatment So say if you did catch something, it can be prevented, you can get medication, or you can like be an early detection of stuff and can be treated in a timely manner. You can also prevent complications. So if shit goes left untreated, some STIs can lead to severe health issues, infertility, certain cancers, long-term damage to the organs. So regular checkups can help catch these potential problems and prevent complications. By going for a checkup, you're protecting your sexual partners because you're getting tested and your partner should be getting tested if you're getting tested. And you can ensure that both of you are good to go and you're protected, especially if you're being active. It's also a peace of mind knowing that you're good, you're healthy. It's also important because you're practicing safe sex. Part of safe sex is just regular checkups. Once you go to a clinic, they'll tell you how often you should go get checkups. It's usually like every six months if you're not as active. But if you're like active, you go every, I don't even know. I don't even know what to answer. So I'm assuming the person, whoever you're with, will give you that information. And those are some reasons on why checkups are important or essential to your life, especially if you are being intimate. For me, I was in a relationship for like five and a half years. I'm like, man, I was always so scared of going for checkups or anything like that. And I never really did until I finally had the courage. I'm like, all right, let's just go do this. 
I have to go do this because I had to do a pap screen too. Once you hit the age of 21, you get something in the mail that you have to go for a pap screen. And they just do that for your own health as well. They just make sure that you're healthy down there. And if there's like any cancerous things and shit like that, they just make sure that everything's working and good to go. So that's like one time I probably went to go get a checkup. And that was like my only time. I do not encourage that. Always go whatever, whenever your doctor recommends on going. Don't be like me. Just go. And that's all I have for checkups. Let me move on to consent and boundaries when it comes to your sexual relationships. Consent and boundaries are critical aspects of any sexual relationship and must be like understood between both parties involved. It's also essential for creating a safe and respectful sexual environment between you and your partner. So what is consent? Consent is a voluntary agreement between two parties or parties to engage in a specific sexual activity. It is an ongoing process that should be clear, mutual, and can be withdrawn at any point. So you could just be making out. If one person doesn't want to make out anymore, they just withdraw their consent. They say no. And that means they're withdrawing their consent. They don't want to make out anymore. Boom. End of it. If one person says no and the other person says yes and that person that keeps saying yes keeps pressuring you, your consent is not actually given because you do not want to do it. It needs to be a mutual agreement. So both people need to say yes to these acts. So if someone says like, "Mm, I don't know, uh, like doesn't give you an actual yes, it does not mean that their consent is given. Both people need to be in their right mind, aka just not under the influence of alcohol, drugs, or any substance that could impair their own judgment. It's a continual communication, so consent is ongoing. It can be changed at any time. And it's crucial to continuously talk about it. Always ask for consent. Always ask for permission not to doing certain things because you just never know. You never know if one person is comfortable or uncomfortable with these certain things. All right, let's talk about boundaries. So boundaries are personal limits and comfort zones that individuals establish for themselves in any relationships, including sexual ones. So what about boundaries? So for boundaries, we need to have self-awareness. Understanding one's own boundaries is important. Communication is important when trying to understand boundaries. You got to communicate openly. You got to talk about what you're comfortable with, what you like, what you don't like. And just being aware of your choices and your communication with your partner. You also got to respect the boundaries. Once you create these boundaries, partners should respect and honor 
each boundaries without like pressuring or coercing each other to go beyond with what they're comfortable with. And for boundaries, it always has to be a consistent consent. Because if someone expresses discomfort or withdraws consent, it must be respected immediately. Part of having boundaries, you need to communicate. Communication is something that's not really discussed when it comes to sexual health from what I noticed. See, for me, I never really talked about it because I was so shy and ashamed and shit like that. But I'm like, why? I should be knowing this information. I should be asking this information and sharing this information with my partner. So always talk about shit. What do you like? What don't you like? Is there a safe word? Like shit like that. I hope this little brief discussion about consent and boundaries helps when it comes to your own sexual relationship. I never really had information about what consent is, about saying no, getting pressured, and shit like that. I never knew about that. I just went with it where I got pressured, where I had to deal with these certain situations, and I was not in control of setting boundaries. But now that I have this information... I want to share it with those that don't have this information and for those that grew up in indigenous communities and sex wasn't talked about or is talked about because of one's own history and shit like that. I feel like in the future there's going to be someone discussing more about sexual education, sex ed, all that shit. But right now, this is what I can share and this is just brief. I hope it kind of makes sense. I hope it informs you and educates you on making your own decisions. This episode is for educational and awareness purposes. This is coming from Auntie on the shit I wish I would have known when I was younger. So let's move on to the next segment. Cree word of the week. Alright, for this one, I have short vowels. A I and O. Let me shake it up. Open. And pick. This week's Cree word of the week is. Tzike. Tzike. Near. Tzike. Near. And that is Cree word of the week. Thank you all for listening and making it this far. Hope y'all have a good one, and I will catch you all on next week's episode. Thank you to those that listen. I appreciate you all. If you want to stay updated, please give a follow at Rising, Thriving, and Vibing Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Stay deadly, and I'll catch you all on the next episode.